Well, hello everybody. This is Hal. And this is Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Here as we thread the needle of the coronavirus shutdown, quarantine days here in our beautiful state of eastern North Carolina, where spring is still beautiful and the birds and the flowers and the trees don't care whether have, there's a virus afoot. No, they have no idea what's going on. And our dog is super happy because we're here. The we're never is, here in the spring. The dog is convinced that we're all at home because we love her and that we love <laughs> we each other. We want to make her life and, happy. <laughs> and her life is now happier. Um, She's way happier. Yeah. Instead of having so, one caretaker, she has everybody around. She loves it. Yeah. The more people come home, the more relaxed our dog gets. It's interesting because these dogs, these dogs entered our family when we still had like seven at home. Yes. And so the dog has watched with alarm as the pack has thinned out over the years. Because well, people have grown up and left home. Yeah. And so now we've got just, we have three that are still at home and we have one who's working with us and comes back and forth a good bit. And the more people walk back in that front door, the more relaxed that dog gets. Oh, she loves and it. Like at Christmas time, she's all about sleep. And yeah, all she's the time, totally everybody's right. here Sacked and it's wonderful and she's happy. So she likes having the kids home from college. She likes having the, the assistant living with us now, instead of as commuting. As people leave, she gets more and more nervous. Yeah. And if I'm ever home alone with her, she's like totally freaked out, anxious. If she mm -hmm. sees somebody walk by in the street, she's hysterical, growling, throwing herself against the front door. Wah! Like she's going to eat them alive because they walked by the house. Well, it's kind of like the kind of like the cartoon I saw on Facebook recently where a guy is on the couch looking out the window with his dog say, I think I understand this now. <laughs> Watching things going by in the street. Yeah. Woof, woof. That's great. So Yeah, I saw a really hilarious meme. Mm -hmm. It had two two dogs and a, and a chalkboard sign, and it said, mm -hmm. we are rehoming a mated pair. Mm -hmm. um, just they keep interrupting our naps for walks, and, mm -hmm. and they and they keep stopping us from barking at the squirrels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was They're the good. They're good with kids, but we want to, yeah, we want to find, find another home for these. Two humans. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, yeah. our, our dog is, our dog is happy and uh, we are, we are experiencing um, some of the same things. Other people are because we're homeschoolers. Hey, this is a yeah, homeschool podcast homeschooled network. Right? For over 25 years. And, and I, I really, Never, never. If somebody said at Christmas, mm -hmm. the whole world will be homeschooling. We said, yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah. March. I, no, I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And yet it's true. We have family we, on the other side of the world are. and they're homeschooling. Never thought that would happen. No, you know? not, no. And um, um, yeah, living in we, a country where homeschooling is illegal, well, but they're homeschooling. Well, I call these I call these folks the accidental homeschoolers because they didn't set out to do this. And, and, said, and I want to talk to you folks who didn't expect to find yourself here for a few minutes. And I know that mm. there's a lot of memes going around saying quarantine schooling is not homeschooling. And I think sometimes it feels offensive. Mm -hmm. It feels like someone saying, oh, well, you're not a real homeschooler. That's not what's meant. And that's it's, what I want to address. Well, it's not, that's not what's meant because it's not a matter of, you know, do you have the pure vision of it? It's no, that it's you, just, are, you have been thrust into something that you were not planning to do, that nobody has coached you into doing. It was just handed to you. And you're just really, you've been drafted to be a teacher's aide in a lot of cases. And, and really you're getting kind of the worst part of homeschooling and not much of the best part, you know? Yeah. Part of the best part is being home with your kids. Yes. And you are getting that. Although so much of your time is being spent 
at the behest of other people. And that's not normal for homeschooling. You know, when you're trying to sort out, I've got a friend who said, mm-hmm. who one of her kids went back to school this year and they're longtime homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. And she said, they sent her back. She's <laughs> <laughs> been returned. She's been returned. So her daughter okay. is home from school now doing quarantine schooling. And she mm-hmm. said, this is horrible. If I thought this is what homeschooling was, I would have never started homeschooling. Right. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, we have a huge calendar of Zoom meetings and there's no way for her to even stay awake through them all. And everybody has contradictory rules and advice and how to do things. And and she said, it's it's terrible. It's awful. It's stressful. And we've seen that with our, you know, we have two kids and a soon-to-be daughter-in-law and that are taking classes at the undergraduate level who are undergraduates in college, Mm -hmm. one that's in graduate school. And we've seen, they've had a tremendous variety of experiences with this online education. Some professors aren't teaching at all. And some professors just say, okay, I can do this and, and have just taken right to it. But others, others totally. Others have made no effort. And yet down at the bottom of the learning curve have given their students just to expect just as much papers and tell just as many papers and tests and assignments as if the kid that they were actually getting taught. You know, to be fair, we had a son who, who got to attend a year over at Oxford in, in England and their method was you meet your professor once a week, you discuss a question and then you spend the rest of the week doing research and writing papers. And so it was a lot of, it was a tutorial thing, but you know what? That you assumes you have a library. That assumes that you have that expectation. And if you were in a typical lecture hall type of class, a freshman chemistry class, say, for example, that that doesn't work quite the same. Well, some students just don't learn very easily by reading the book themselves. I, I think that there's a skill to that way of learning. There really anyway. is. And so, so anyway, anyway, yeah, this having to meet somebody else's schedule using books somebody else picked out mm-hmm. doing things the way they said and the assignments that they get that they gave you which might might or might not make sense is not the same that if you were if you decided to homeschool because if you just decide mm-hmm. to homeschool then you decide what curriculum you use and if it doesn't work you sell it and you buy something else well i think one of the major one of the first things that comes to mind when i think about the benefits of homeschooling, it's the flexibility of it because <clears throat> you can truly teach for no child to be left behind. You can truly teach for mastery because you've got that one child who is your one individual sixth grader. And you say, you know what, we're going to work on this concept until you get it. And when you, and when you've got it, we go on to the next concept. Even if they get it in the first 45 seconds of you explaining it. Yeah. So how's that different? I had a friend mm-hmm. who years ago started homeschooling and she was a, she was a classroom teacher. Yeah. After about three or four weeks, she called me, she I met her somewhere and she said, mm-hmm. this is killing me. I'm dying. And I'm like, why you've got four kids? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And she said, this is really horrible. It's driving me crazy. I said, well, can you describe your day? And mm-hmm. she said, well, we get up in the morning and I, and like when we start school, I teach the first math lesson and then the second math lesson, then the mm. third math lesson, then the fourth math lesson. Then they all do their seat work until everybody's done. I said, oh, my word, how long mm. is that taking you? She's taking all day. 
think she said 13 hours. Yeah. And I said, well, let me tell you what our school day looks like. Mm -hmm. First of all, I've picked out stuff that's appropriate for each kid. Right. And we come down, everybody has chores to do and we have breakfast and then we have devotions. Mm -hmm. Then each child gets a list of what they're expected to do that day. Mm -hmm. And the big kids go and they get busy working on it. And it might be read this chapter and then come back and discuss it with me or read this chapter, answer these questions and bring it back to me Mm -hmm. with the younger children. I'll get one of them started on something while I talk to the other one and I'll help them explain their lesson. And then I give them something to do while, while I work with the, with the first one. And it's a very casual and calm and we do a lot of stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like we do history together for everybody that's under high school age. You know, you do, we do a lot of science together for all those ages. Mm-hmm. And we can do hands-on projects and field trips. It's not this having seven subjects for seven different kids trying to get 49 subjects done in a day. No, mm-hmm. nobody can do that. No, there's you know? a lot of, I mean, the flexibility in your curriculum choice in your teaching method, in your learning environment, you know, in your scheduling, all of those things, you know, all of those things are up to the individual homeschool, you know, the teacher, the student, the the administrator. Yeah. You're the boss. And so if you have a child who's a hands-on learner, you choose a curriculum with manipulatives and projects and hands-on things to do. Right. If you have a child who's, who learns well listening, then Mm -hmm. you get them audio books and you can, suit it to your child mm-hmm. and you can do all your science on one day and none the other, the rest of the week you can handle it however you want to do it. And it's so, I don't know. It's a lot more fun and it's a lot more relaxed. You don't have to finish the work. You don't have to do 50 problems if they got it, if they, if they're zooming through the first 10. Yeah. You, know, you can do what works for your family. It has a lot more freedom. And in the subjects that you are struggling with, you can do video classes, you can do online mm-hmm. classes, you can do co- co-ops, you can get a tutor. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of different things you can do. You can just get a curriculum that tells you what to do. And I just want to encourage you. It doesn't look like this. Even if you take it, do an online class, you're not going to do an online class for all of your classes. Mm-hmm. And the online classes you do are going to be from people who are used to teaching online classes and are going to know how to do it effectively without stressing everybody out. Mm-hmm. And so it just, the freedom and the liberty is so much more. And if you are being driven crazy by tons of online assignments and unreasonable expectations, and you're looking at your kids and you're thinking, you know what? I love these babies. I love these kids. And I like, I like what they're looking like when they don't have stress and they get enough sleep and they're not dealing with rough social situations at school. I'm thinking about homeschooling, but I can't handle the way this is. It doesn't have to look like that. You know, it kind of has reminded me a little bit several years ago, um, several years ago, there were two or three big companies that started up doing online charter school programs. They were basically understand there's a distinction in the community between homeschooling, which is parent directed and all the rest versus school at home, which is more like we're going to take the public school and we're going to do it in home in a home environment. Somehow that's what a lot of people are dealing with right now. But 
I remember hearing some folks who had said, oh, if I do this online charter school program, they'll give us a computer and it'll all be planned. And, and, it's, it. and you know what? What the feedback we got from them is, gosh, I did not expect this. I just became a teacher's aide. I was locked into the same schedule that my child was, was now locked into. I had all of this paperwork and I had and no And they were counting how many minutes they spent on the yeah. computer. You know what? No, it, thanks. Yeah. It, it was, it was like, it took all of the flexibility, all of the freedom, all of the joy out of the home educational experience doing that. And, and that's what this, you know, world of zoom kind of, kind of thing that people have been thrust into reminds me of. Well, it is, you know, why, why does your child have to answer all the questions at the end of the book until they hate science or hate history? Mm -hmm. Because the teacher can't ask each and each individual child questions to make sure they understood it. Your child doesn't have to do that. You can say, Hey, tell me what this chapter was about. You discuss it for five minutes. And you say, great, go on. And it, it preserves their love of learning, right? You know, because they're not doing a bunch of busy work. That's only a check to make sure that they actually read the chapter. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're not yeah. busy work destroys the love of learning. Mm -hmm. It yep. becomes a chore instead of a joy. Right. You know, in the same way, instead of giving them a paper, an essay to write and say, tell me three things you did last summer or th give me three, give me th your three favorite foods or some other incredibly boring topic. You can choose whatever they're interested in mm -hmm. and you can say, okay, tell me about three famous battles or describe um, three different, three different tricks you can do with a horse or whatever you can give them whatever something they're interested in, whatever their passions are. Well, yeah. I mean, cause all kids, particularly middle schoolers, I would say, have an obsession of some sort. I mean, yes. they have some sort of some thing, passions that, a hobby, a, 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 you know, a hobby horse is not just a, not just a, a, a craft or an art project, but it's, it's whatever you choose to ride for amusement and fascination. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and so, so why not use that? If your child's already got their heart turned in that direction and their mind is already walking those paths, then just use that. So I want to encourage you, you can have the good things mm -hmm. that you're seeing now, you know, your, your kids, how they behave when you spend extra time with them, when you don't let discipline stuff go because it's time for them to leave. When you have the time to put your arm around them and read to them out loud, you can have that good stuff without the rough stuff that you're going through now, because this quarantine schooling, it's not like regular homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Regular homeschooling has so much more freedom and liberty and fellowship because there's homeschool groups all over yeah. the world. When, when the restrictions yeah. are not in place, homeschooling is not isolated. It is individual. There's right. a difference, you know. And, and, the, so. and, the, and the social environment is a lot better because people's mamas are there. Their daddies are there. And so they don't show out the same way they do when it's groups of kids with one adult instead of a bunch of adults. Can I interject two things here? Sure. Because there's probably people who are thinking, well... I'm seeing some possibilities, some future glimmers that we might want to do this, but I'm really am uncertain about teaching certain subjects. Can I put in a plug here for some friends of ours that have a program, which is inexpensive and will help you with those things that you really don't feel qualified to teach. You know what I'm talking about? Schoolhouse teachers, schoolhouseteachers.com. Yes. This is a program we've used it with some classes with our kids. It's everything from, 
basic fundamental subjects to it, you know, things that are expansive uh, enrichment type things like photography or graphic arts or or just fun things. So schoolhouseteachers.com. It's a great program. We can highly recommend it. And we'll put a link on the show page at howandmelanie.com slash radio. Yes. Okay. You can find it out there. But the other thing you might be saying, well, there's all these extracurricular things that the teachers at the schools provide, like, for example, art programs. I'm not an artist. How are my kids going to get any sort of art exposure? I'm not an artist either, but my, mm. I have several children who are, who have mm -hmm. done art clubs and art classes through, through our local homeschool group, mm -hmm. who've done art classes online through schoolhouse teachers. Or, yes. or we have a product that we recommend yes. called Craftsman Crate. This is a subscription box. You could do it month by month. You could get a longer term subscription. Basically, what it comes down to, this: these are introductory kits to teach the student how to do some basic crafts, artisanal skills. Everything from literally basket weaving, calligraphy, wood carving, all kinds candle of making. things. Candle making, soap making, um, sketching, uh, all kinds of arts and things in there. You can get more information at craftsmancrate.com. And nice thing about this, particularly during this shutdown, is everything is in the box. You don't have to no go to, to the store. You don't have to go to the craft shop. You don't have to go to the department store. If you open the box, it's there. We assume that you have electricity and water in your house. The rest of it comes in the box. And so craftsmancrate.com will answer that particular question. So now, back to concepts. Um, so, so. You know, one of the things that we saw, and we mentioned this in a previous episode, one of the things we saw with homeschooling when we first began is that, frankly, if our kids are getting out under our skin, um, we can't just put them off at the bus stop and say, whew, I get seven hours of respite here. You really are kind of forced to deal with your child as they really are. And if they've got a character that needs development, if they have behavior that needs some polishing, you have, you have the opportunity to work on that and maybe to build a nicer person at the end of the experience. Don't you well, think? Well, you have the opportunity to build a relationship. Mm -hmm. To build a relationship and to have real discipleship with your kids. And that means that, yeah, you can discipline them when they show out. You can also comfort them when they're sad, answer their questions when they're confused or have doubts. Mm-hmm. Put your arm around them. Listen to them when they're talking about stupid stuff that you may not be interested in, but, you look, but you're interested in them. And all those things work together to build the kind of relationship that will continue into their adult years. You know, we have five mm -hmm. adult kids now, mm -hmm. almost six. And our adult kids are our best friends. They are so, we're so close to them. We love them so much. And in large measure, it's because of the time that homeschooling has given us together. You know, we started homeschooling a long time ago, and we had a, a number of different reasons we started. The reason that you continue homeschooling is often something different than the reason you chose to do it to begin with. Yeah. Because once you come to the inside, you sometimes see things you said, I didn't realize that that would be part of the equation, and I like it. Well, I you think know, our two major reasons for starting were academics. I yep. wanted to give our kids a truly ex academically excellent education mm -hmm. and discipleship. I want to teach them about Jesus Christ. We wanted to have a truly Christian educational environment that wasn't just, you know, we've got a Bible class in addition to all the other stuff. It wasn't the academically watered down 
mm-hmm. um, education that sadly some Christian schools do give. And right, right. so we wanted to have both a high academic education and a strongly Christian education. Mm-hmm. So we took it on ourselves. This was more than two decades ago, y'all. Mm-hmm. Way more. Way more than two decades. <laughs> Coming up on three. Yeah. But what I didn't realize is the impact that relationship would have on both of those. That I didn't realize that I would not have to drive the academic excellence as much as I expected because our kids would love to learn and they have learned things I would have never dreamed of teaching them because they just, they pursued their interest Mm -hmm. and they've been interested in learning and passionate about learning. And so they've in many cases taught themselves all kinds of things. Well, I think because the tutorial method, which is what homeschooling really develops into is so much more efficient than sitting in a classroom for a 45 minute lecture, whether or not you got it in the first 10 minutes is so much more efficient. Kids typically finish earlier in the day. So they have more time to do useful things, to learn skills, to start a business, to study stuff on their own, to invent, to create whatever. And I think, yeah, our kids have grown up in that environment and we like the way they develop, but you, you are, you're so right that being there with them all the time developed a relationship that far outstrips any of the academic benefits. It really has because, well, the research shows that the, Mm -hmm. the number one predictor of whether a child raised in the faith will in the Christian faith will continue in the faith as an adult Mm -hmm. is do they have a good relationship with the Christian mother, Christian father, number one predictor. And that's interesting because it was more than it was a, a stronger predictor than the kind of church you went to whether they were involved in youth group, whether you had family devotions. I mean, all of those things are good, all, but it was stronger than all of those. The, the relationship was critical. Well, God is so often pleased to bring the gospel to someone through the, in the context of relationship. And mm-hmm. I think that that relationship is so powerful that as they truly know you and truly understand how much you love them, Mm-hmm. And how much you care for him and see your walk as a Christian up close and personal. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was raised in a Christian home and I spent a lot more time with my parents than most people did because we had a family business. Right. And I went home from school to the business. Yeah. But still, my kids have had thousands and thousands of hours more than I did because they've right. been here with us. Right. And we've seen the benefits of that. We have so, seen a lot of benefits from it. And you know, maybe you don't have the blessing of having a home business yourself. Okay. I mean, that's not required, but when you've got the freedom that, Hey, if I do have a home business, if I do have an opportunity, a side gig of some sort, the kids can come right alongside because they're not locked into somebody else's schedule. They're not bound by somebody else's calendar. Or even if dad has a business trip, I remember years ago when you were working as an engineer or so, you know, you had a, you would go on business trips and we would go along with you because we had that freedom. We have that freedom to travel and explore and do field trips. You know, Mm -hmm. it just, it gives you so much more freedom and liberty in your family. Mm -hmm. Something else too, that I think having your kids around you so much just means you're Johnny on the spot that when they have a question, it's natural for them to ask you. 
If something's so, bothering them, you can, even if they don't ask, you can see it. So much more comes up in the in the context of conversation because mm -hmm. we're just there. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. we end up talking about so many different things. But one thing I also didn't expect what? is the effect that homeschooling has had on our kids' relationships with each other. Because, well, I know, you know I had I'm, one brother, you had one sister. Yeah. And my brother and I were super close because we had a family business and we spent all, he was my only playmate at the store. But, you know? you know, my sister and I were four years apart, so we were never in the same school. Now, a lot of her friends were younger sisters of my friends. Okay. There's some, there was some crossover, but really and truly, we weren't in the same classes. We weren't in the same buildings. We weren't on the same campuses. You know, it was, it was, in a lot of ways, it was compartmentalized and we didn't share a whole lot until kind of like the end of things when I can look back and say, well, when I was in the band, oh, well, when I was in the band four years later, I remember this, you know, that we could share those kind of yeah. memories. But but growing up, we didn't like grow up together because we were kind of like we had our own paths so we were following. And on the other hand, our kids, even though we have a 19 year span in mm -hmm. our children from mm -hmm. the oldest to the youngest. Mm -hmm. They have such a good relationship. I think about the relationship our oldest son has with our oldest daughter. They are yeah. 14 years apart, yeah. which, you know, they wouldn't have even been in the same world if we hadn't homeschooled. Mm -mm. But when she came home from the hospital, if I needed to go do something, I handed him to her. You handed her I handed to, him. to him. I mean, you handed, you you handed know, the baby I, to I handed the, the oldest baby to child. Oldest child or, yeah. you know, and he just grew up just love went through that, those high school years. She was his pet. She loved it. <laughs> he loved her so much. And now she's a teenager and he's a grown mm -hmm. man, but they mm -hmm. still share so much and they're good friends. Right. Right. Because they were together. And our, I it, love well, the relationship our adult kids have together. Well, you know, like one of them, of them mm -hmm. has a, will have a car breakdown or something mm -hmm. or needs something done at their house. Like you remember when um, Matt needed something done at his, at his house recently. Mm -hmm. And so three of his brothers say, Hey, we're coming over on Saturday to help you. Mm -hmm. And they all show up and they help each other and somebody brings food and yeah. they're just, they're such good friends as grownups. Well, and like one of, one of our guys is one of our guys is, is, has just finished his undergraduate work and he's moving out of his apartment into the house that he's going to take his bride to later this year. And, and so he's got brothers coming from two different towns. They're going to come help him move his stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and that's just each of those kids has grown up surrounded by other children that in their family who were being homeschooled at the same time, they shared the same subjects. They heard the same conversations. They were in the same arguments together. They, you know, they shared so much of their daily lives that there was a connection. There were so many tendrils that bonded them together, which, I think, frankly, most kids that are in the institutional school system just don't have the opportunity. And see, I think that that's going to bless our kids the rest of their lives, mm -hmm. that they've got all these good friends, their brothers and sisters mm -hmm. that will look out for them, that will help them. If one of the kids has a prayer request, everybody prays. If one right. of the kids has a need, my phone's ringing off the hook. Mama, can you help me transfer some money to my brother mm -hmm. or whatever? They all want to help. Mm -hmm. And I think it was that time they spent together in our home that gave them the chance to build that kind of deep friendship that they're completely comfortable with each other. Even the ones that are like seven years apart in age, like two of mm -hmm. our brothers, two mm -hmm. of our kids that were like seven or eight years apart, I think mm -hmm. eight years apart went to Europe together last summer. 
and, you, and know? you know, and, and you know, here's the, here's the thing. Some people say, well, you know, they got to grow up and be their own. This is an interesting thing. Our adult kids have all pursued their own path. They've all gone in different they are directions. They as different as can be. But they have the connection, the family connection that underlies them. They're not like living huddled in a little compound somewhere. No, they're all, they're all pursuing their yeah. own things, their own relationships. They're starting their own families as they should be. Yes. <clears throat> but they have the ties back to their birth family, which I think are rooted in the fact that they were able to spend so much time together during those formative years. Happy time together and Happy, building men good memories. Times. Yeah. And that and you know that's one of the amazing things about homeschooling is mm -hmm. building the memories together. Mm -hmm. That our kids have happy memories over history projects we did, you know, yeah, over yeah. field trips we took, you know that that all that school becomes a memory making thing for your family, mm -hmm. and it becomes learning becomes something the whole family engages in that sh they share, they discuss, and well, I, yeah, when you're doing it as a family, then school is a unifying thing, not a dividing. Yes, thing. absolutely. Okay, that it's not. You go to this grade, you go to that grade, you go to that track over there, but rather everybody is more or less flying in formation. Now, I want to say this. <clears throat> it's not all butterflies and roses. <laughs> you know, there are rough after days. The, after the first week, that, that you know, it's <laughs> there not There are that. rough days. There are days you feel like you're going to lose your mind, that everybody's showing out. They're all at each other's throats. We had one of those last week. And mm -hmm. you just think... I must be crazy for doing this, but it's those days that really that they develop their character, that you have a chance to build into their lives, mm -hmm. that you counsel and rebuke and teach. Yeah. And those days are super important to who they become as grownups. And I tell you what, those kids are not the only ones who grow in grace. You know what? Those kids will teach you, particularly when you look at that child and you say, my word, that child is just like me. No wonder they get me so irritated. Yeah, it's the one that's just like you that really gets yeah, you. Yeah, and you start to realize, okay, I know precisely what that child's thinking because I had the same thought at that age. <clears throat> well, we're out of time, Hanson. We <coughs> oh, need we to go. Yes, but do. listen, but, if the if the Lord is prompting you to think, maybe I ought to be homeschooling next year, mm -hmm. then trust me, it's not like what you're going through right now. And I know this is hard. And yeah. you guys are stressed out. Mm -hmm. Homeschooling is a lot more fun than that. It has a lot more freedom, a lot more fellowship. And we would love to help you and join with you. Look for mm -hmm. us online anywhere at Raising Real Men. Mm -hmm. Find our blog and store at RaisingRealMen.com. Mm -hmm. Our subscription box at CraftsmanCrate.com. Mm -hmm. And our archives for this for this podcast mm -hmm. are at com slash radio or on mm -hmm. YouTube. And be sure to drop us a review, okay? We'd love to. You can pick this up on on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, anywhere fine podcasts are available. We hope that you'll listen to us again because we're trying to take biblical principles into the 21st century family. We're making biblical family life practical. Until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web? at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. 
This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.